You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey y'all, it's Bridget here. I had the pleasure of sitting down with a remarkable individual who is not only shaking things up, but also breaking down barriers in an industry that has traditionally been as exclusive as it is prestigious. Meet Whitney Gates, the founder of groundbreaking Shark Takes Wandering Cocktail Wines and Creams. She is not just a winemaker in the world of libations. She's on a mission to pave the way to increase diversity in the wine industry. Whitney Gates is challenging the status quo, determined to change the statistics that show folks only 1% of wine entrepreneurs are Black. Whitney's story is not just important, it's also inspiring. She's a driving force behind a movement to transform the wine industry, making it more inclusive, more welcoming, and more representative of the rich tapestry of talent that's often overlooked. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Whitney's journey, her struggles, and her triumphs. We'll explore how she's creating not only exceptional cocktail wine and creams, but also a legacy that's sure to inspire generations to come. So sit back, relax, and join us as we raise a glass to Whitney Gates, a true change maker of libations and a champion for change. Whitney, welcome to Served Up. I am thrilled to have you on today's episode. Bridget, thank you for the opportunity. I couldn't be more excited to chat with you today. Absolutely. Well, let's jump right in. Can you tell our listeners a bit about your background and the story of how Wandry Wines came to be? Sure. So I actually have a pretty unique background. I grew up watching my late paralyzed uncle in Tennessee making wine out of his garage. And obviously, as a young girl, I knew nothing about alcohol. But for me, it was really cool to see this young or at the time, he was an older man wheel around his garage and make wine from the purest of fruits like peaches, pears, and he even made wine from corn on the cob. And so when he created this wine from these unique fruits and vegetables, it was almost the spark of community among my family members and my family members' friends. And so I was in awe of this um, unique connection that his wine sparked. Fast forward to me, you know, being of legal drinking age now, a 20-something, working at um, Nestle Purina at the time in St. Louis. And I just started teaching myself how to make wine. So I Googled, how do you make wine? I made so many mistakes. But finally stumbled upon this really cool, delicious blackberry wine that was high, high heightened alcohol. 
And um, from there, the rest really, things really started getting interesting. But honestly, my background is in sales and marketing. I've built my career in brand management for some of the you know world's most beloved brands like Coca-Cola, Keurig Dr. Pepper, where else? Um, like I mentioned, Nestle and uh, including Kimberly Clark also. And so my passion for brand building, my passion for creating these everyday products that consumers can't really do without helped to bring this idea of Wondry Wine together, coupled with my kind of my uncle's unique le- legacy. That's really fascinating. What was your uncle's name? LC. LC. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, just to grow up in a family to see the distillation and the process um, must have been not only endearing, but absolutely fascinating, you know, growing up yes. and seeing something come from nothing, right? When you're really absolutely. creating something. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he was the most humble of all vintners. I mean, he was making wine using a gallon jug, nylon gloves, and just fruit and sugar and yeast. There was nothing glamorous about his winemaking process, but that's kind of the charm in it is you don't have to have, you know, a multi-million dollar facility and these automated machines to make something that really impacts impacts your consumer. And we, you know, with Wondry, our brand, that's literally what we're we're trying to do is just take the simplest of ingredients and the simplest of winemaking processes and make something uh, that is memorable for our consumers. And I know that Wondry really prides itself on using, you know, really great quality ingredients, right, to make your wines. And you've almost coined a term called cocktail wine. And I want to just, you know, talk about that because you have used really interesting ingredients and are are not so easy, by the way, to use in an individual cocktail. Like watermelon can be super fussy. Yes. And super seasonal. Let's be real. Absolutely. Take us on your flavor journey. (laughs) Yes. I love that question because the whole goal with Wondry beyond kind of paying homage to my late uncle was disrupting what we kind of call a very traditional and conventional wine industry. You know, me and my husband were became of a certain age, you know, where we were creeping into our 30s and where we used to kind of drink very differently, like hard alcohols, hard liquors. We wanted to transition to wine. But the the sad part about it is we felt like there wasn't really any wine brands that were uniquely speaking to us as millennials. You know, we love uh, craft cocktails. So we love a higher alcohol experience. We love fruit forward cocktails, uh, aromatic cocktails. And the wine industry really lacked those um, unique product benefits. And so we call our wines, we created Wondry, this Wondry cocktail wines, to be this unique hybrid, we say our wines blur the lines between a premium wine and a craft cocktail because they're intended to meet your kind of needs for a craft cocktail, but in this really convenient wine format. And so that, honestly, I love the, the concept of, of cocktail wines because, you know, when you think about Wondry, the name of our brand in itself helps to reinforce the, this unique disruption, wonder and dream are really the root words for Wondry. And it's this idea that you dream up this proposition that um, helps to 
motivate consumers that were largely overlooked by this conventional and very pretentious, I'll say pretentious wine industry. We were looking with Wondry to recruit the next generation of wine drinkers, Gen Zs and millennials who were being overlooked by, uh, by traditional wine brands. Well, I know that your journey also brought you to Shark Tank, which is yeah. such a celebrated TV show phenomenon in itself. And so I'd love to know, and I know our listeners would love to know, what was the most memorable moment from your experience, you know, pitching Wandry Wines? And, you know, you mentioned, I did watch the episode awesome. and something that you said was a big standout that less than 1% of folks that are in the wine industry are, are black Mm -hmm. or, you know, of any diversity whatsoever, which is, which is really shocking. Right. And so would also love to know how Wandry aims to address this gap. Yeah, absolutely. So when we got into this business, we were startled to see that there was such a lack of diversity in not only vintners, but in supply and, you know, suppliers in um, retail representation, there's um, very, uh, there's been traditional way that the wine industry has existed. And and when we got in, we found out that less than 1% of American winemakers are black and it was startling to us, but we uh, immediately knew that our, our existence meant something more to the industry and meant something more to our consumers. You know, we found out and I'll kind of get to segue into Shark Tank, but, you know, early on, my husband and I, we really built this business from the ground up. We self-funded. We didn't have any investors. Um, We literally make it. We made and continue to make every single bottle of wine by ourselves. And we take immense pride in that. And, you know, when we got into it beyond, again, paying homage to my uncle and this business opportunity to recruit this next generation of wine drinkers, we just thought, hey, you know, we'll just make good wine. But we quickly came came to recognize within the multicultural community that we represented something much more to them. We a great example is, you know, we were doing a um, tasting at Target because at the time when we launched before joining on with Southern Glaciers. Um, we were delivering to all of our retailers like Target and Total Wine um, and some independent retailers as well. We were hand delivering our product to them. And we found during this tasting, a lady came up to us and she uh, kind of was just like looking at us. And then five minutes later, she brought her son and she looked at us and said, you can be this one day. This can be you. And it's like, even, you know, you start to get choked up even, you know, now that I have kids, uh, it's a beautiful thing to think when you start to see others like you in industries um, that are kicking down boundaries and able to do things that uh, were not traditionally done. And so once we got into Shark Tank, you know, this was us, our opportunity on a larger stage to to demonstrate to the world that yes, there are diverse vintners out there and you don't have to have, you know, multi-million dollar investors to make a, a wave within an industry. And so the experience was thrilling. I would say probably the most memorable thing was getting the, getting the uh, investment from Mark. If mm-hmm. anyone has kind of seen our pitch, it is a bit of a roller coaster. You know, Chaz and I went in with a lot of energy 
we got throughout the whole pitch, you know, they we're in the tank for an hour, but they whittle it down to, you know, eight minutes. But throughout the tank, we were getting nothing but positive feedback. You know, at one mm-hmm. point, Kevin O'Leary, who has this reputation of being um, the kind of mean guy, he was our biggest cheerleader. He was saying, you know, it's an absolute shame that the wine industry exists as it does without any, you know, diverse faces. He said, this is your time. I will forever remember those words that he uttered to us. And we had all the other sharks that were literally being our cheerleaders saying, this is your opportunity to show America and to show the world that things can be done differently and that there needs to be more diversification in the industry. But so you go in and you're getting this feedback and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get offers from all of these sharks. And then you start and you get one no, and then you get another no, and then you get another and another. So four out of the five sharks had said, no, they're not going to invest, although they had just given us all this positive feedback. So we're like, where's the disconnect? So I was really prepared to walk out of the tank without an offer. But then Mark, this is getting to kind of the most memorable moment. He just stopped and he said, you know what? I absolutely love what you guys are doing. You've built this business the right way. You're kind of the essence of an entrepreneur uh, in bootstrapping. And so he's like, I want to partner with you. And that was by far the most memorable moment. (laughs) That's incredible. And for the folks that don't watch like Shark Tank, she's talking about Mark Cuban. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a big, he is the biggest shark of all the sharks, right? So if you're going to get one. That's the one that you want. Exactly. Yeah. We, I mean, we, he was our number one shark. So that to say that was the most memorable moment. I mean, that is going to be probably one of the most memorable moments of my life. I think. <laughs> oh my God. Good for you guys. It's so, it's such a great story. Um, How did the exposure from Shark Tank impact your business? And what lessons did you learn, you know, from the experience overall? Oh, wow. I mean, the exposure from Shark Tank completely changed our business. I mean, you go from a local fledgling brand, you know, at the time we were in um, Total Wine, we were in Target and we were in like a local independent uh, liquor store and like the look cinemas. But upon getting this investment from Mark, he immediately became our connector. And so what that meant was he's very connected within kind of the alcohol industry. He introduced us to the president of Southern Glaciers within the first week of us doing okay, that so handshake deal. That's amazing. Uh, yes. I mean, who we know, who would imagine that we would be sitting with the president of Southern Glaciers after, you know, we're just where I'm driving at one point, I'm driving my sedan door to door to stores, pulling cases out of my sedan. And I go from that to sitting next to the president of Southern Glaciers. And he literally tells us, yeah, we want to do a multi 10 year deal with you guys. Um, that changed the, tra- changed our trajectory. And since then that happened in, um, in January, 2023, was when we began our relationship with Southern Glaciers and the it's just been incredible. I've, it's opened up so many doors, not only here in Texas for gaining retailer distribution in mm-hmm. Sam's Club. We just launched across all the stands. Wow. And that's state. a tough one. Whitney, let me tell you something right. as someone who's been in the industry for 
just too long. Yeah. That is a tough <laughs> nut to crack. Yes. Yes. We couldn't be more thrilled about that partnership, but mm -hmm. the HEB here in Texas, I mean, we also are, we're in Arkansas as well. So Amazing. we launched with Southern Glaciers in Arkansas. We launched with, we're launching with Southern Glaciers in Florida, Pennsylvania. And so, as you can see, I mean, we have, it has completely opened the door for us to eventually become this household brand and to expand our retail presence across the entire country. That is the Shark Tank effect. I mean, not to mention just being on the show, the airing, the weekend of the airing, the number of orders that you get. We have our phone that dings like with our direct to consumer uh, orders. Every time we get an order that weekend, our phones were going off every single second. We sold out of everything on our, in our web, on our web store within hours. We wow. sold out of everything in Texas. Wow. Days. And so we ended up being in this situation over the holidays last year where we just did not have product. And so that is the Shark Tank effect. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful effect. That's exactly <laughs> effect. You know, building a brand from the ground up can be incredibly challenging. What advice can you give to aspiring entrepreneurs in the wine space? I love this question. I think the the counsel that I would give entrepreneurs in the wine space is uh, in one part counsel that I would give any entrepreneur, but I would say to be successful, I think that you need a couple of things. First and foremost, passion for what you're doing. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there that are looking to just get rich quick. And so they enter into these businesses or they create these services or products and they're not really passionate about them. Well, first and foremost, if you're not passionate about something, you're not going to put your best and you're all in that. And customers see through that. They see through that inauthenticity and you, um, your, your services or your products uh, will reflect that, will reflect that energy. But I think that's only one part of the coin. The other part of the coin though is competency. So I always talk about this, I use this kind of example as I grew up loving basketball, loving to play basketball. I'm 5'4". Every time I stepped on that basketball court, I was annihilated by other players who were much taller than me. I love basketball, basketball. I had a passion for the sport, but I really just wasn't competent. So it really, I think that's a metaphor for how you can be really passionate about something but it may not be something that you're really great at. If that's the case, either find something that you're passionate about that you're really good at or find a way to outsource those skills to part so that you're partnering with people who have excellence in, in what you're looking to do. Uh, I think the other part, the last part of the coin, you've got passion, you've got competency, but you also really need a competitive advantage. And so kind of getting back to your earlier question, Bridget, about how we craft our wines. No other wine brand is crafting wines in the way that Wondry is crafting wines. We find that we have a competitive advantage for three reasons. I mean, number one, our wines are 13.9% alcohol by volume. That's two to three times more alcohol than other semi-sweet wines. The other thing is we're infusing our wines with organic fruit extracts. 
no other brand is doing that. What benefit that delivers is it creates this really fruit forward taste experience and this like fully sensorial uh, experience as well. You're getting aroma of fresh fruit. You're getting the taste of fresh fruit. It's just this um, unprecedented kind of flavor experience. And then kind of the third thing is who we represent. I mean, our the brand story is super important. We're not, it's people see my husband and I, we're making the wines, we're family made here in Texas. We've bootstrapped this business. And so that's kind of the third product or, or competitive advantage that we offer. A lot of wine brands out there, I'll just say it's a bunch of investors that have come together right, or these right. large robotic corporations. and. That's what makes One Tree different. We are the American dream for a lot of people. And so getting back to kind of the advice to the aspiring entrepreneurs is have that passion, have that core competence, and then have that competitive advantage. Know why you're different, what makes you bigger, better, faster, and more efficient. And though when you've got those three things, I think you'll really start to see sustaining success in whatever industry you're, you're interested in. Boy, you just said a whole lot. And one of the things that really stands out is what you just ended with, which is sustaining success. Yes. So it's really easy to be a flash in the pan. Yes. But that longevity and the vision, right? To yeah. leave that legacy is a whole different animal. I 100%. respect the hell out of wine. Thank My you gosh, so you're doing much. all the right stuff. It's amazing. Thank it's you absolutely so much. amazing. No, I would, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Can you tell our listeners about your collection and about the yeah. flavors and yeah. what is your favorite? Oh, that's like asking me to pick a favorite child, they say. But no, the collection, this is stuff that excites me. So we've got kind of two unique lines of cocktail wines and then cocktail creams. Like I said, you know, we're looking to disrupt the wine industry. So with the cocktail wines, we've got five unique varietals. Our um, top seller, Watermelon Rosé, which we kind of mentioned before, but that is our kind of unique take on a rosé that's infused with organic watermelons. Then we've got our sangria especial. We know that there's a million and one sangrias out there. For me, you know, when we're talking about competitive advantage, I found that a lot of the bottled sangrias have like an artificial or over sugary experience. What we try to do with our sangria is to create this kind of light-bodied, really refreshing sangria. Um, again, at 13.9% alcohol, that's infused with organic oranges and organic limes. Then our number three seller is our peach and peas. So this is our take on a Riesling, but infused with two unique types of organic peaches. Uh, and then the last two varietals that we have on the cocktail wine front are mango tropical spritz. This is what we got into Sam's Club. Gosh, uh, we're really convinced based on early sales that this is going to be a winner, but that's our take on a Prosecco. We wanted to create a Prosecco that had a bit more flavor, a bit more aroma. So that's infused with organic mangoes, organic pineapple, uh, passion fruit, and a hint of orange. And then the last uh, cocktail wine that we have is a sweet red blend. So again, there's a number of sweet red blends out there. Competitive advantage and in, in, as it relates to sweet reds is we found like a lot of the sweet reds really lacked flavor and none of them had high enough alcohol for us. So we took a really unique take on a sweet red. We infused ours with um, raspberries, strawberries, and a hint of vanilla. 
And so it delivers this sweet red experience that you have honestly never tried. And then the other line is our cocktail creams. This line of, uh, of products we launched really for traditional grocers and mass retailers who were not able to sell these really popular cream liqueurs. So when you think of the rum chadas, the Baileys, the other Irish creams of the world, they're spirit based. Mm-hmm. Target can't sell that. Right. Kroger can't sell that. And mm-hmm. uh, largely, I mean, some in certain markets can. Right. Um, even Sam's Club within the club, you can't, there's a lot of Sam's Clubs that can't sell these spirit based cream liqueurs. So we created a wine based cream liqueur. Um, and infuse these again with or the most premium kind of organic extracts. And so we're super excited because we go on Shark Tank. They have seen how successful we've been. They We just filmed with Mark Cuban a success update and that will air on um, November 3rd. Oh my gosh, folks, did you hear that? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know. Yes, All right, we yes, have an update, an exclusive here. <laughs> yes, third, yes, folks, we need to tune in to Shark Tank. Yes, absolutely. And you'll get to see we are announcing our newest varietal. We'll drop the knowledge here first, the news here first. It's creamy chocolate martini. This Ooh. product, you have never had anything like it. We soft launched it at a, a Target here in Dallas. And it, we sold basically everything that we had. People couldn't get it enough. But Again, with creamy chocolate martini, you've got these craft cocktails that America loves. But if you've ever tried to make a chocolate martini at home, it takes so many steps, so many ingredients. We wanted to deliver convenience to the craft cocktail experience. And so we've done the work to create this absolutely delicious chocolate martini that will go on the market here in the next week or so. But watch that shark tank on a update on november 3rd you'll get to see us announce the release with mark cuban and then the other two last products within the cocktail cream line are our vanilla caramel cream and our strawberries and cream and so it's like we've got this neapolitan chocolate vanilla and strawberry cream experience but they're delicious alone on ice delicious in coffee People drizzle them over ice cream, over pies, over cakes. It's really all about versatility. When we talk about Wondry, we want our customers to make our products their own. You shouldn't have to have some sommelier tell you how you should be drinking your wine or what temperature or what glass. Like If you want to put orange juice in your Riesling, that's fine. If you want to, you know, mix coffee with your cream liqueurs or add Sprite to your sangria, go for it. Like that's what Wondry's all about. And so our line really reflects that passion for innovation and that passion for disruption. You know what? It sure does. And I'm getting thirsty. And so <laughs> it just got me thinking like, you know, one of the most popular cocktails right now is the espresso martini. And yes. I think that your espresso martini would be just, if you're making it at home, you just want to make it extra and maybe impress your friends or family or just yourself. Maybe you add a float of yes. your cream liqueur, any of them over yes. the top, like a whole ounce of it, just over the top for that extra, like luxurious, um, tasty experience. I think it would match amazingly with that popular you, cocktail. You already, you already know, like that is, we, we came up with a recipe. We worked with a mixologist to come up with a recipe for espresso martini, but a lot of people are just coming up with really simple ways to make it themselves though, to your point, 
they'll add um, uh, one of our creams to, we just actually just la- uh, released a reel on Instagram of this. We had a, a customer create a reel, uh, just she was super excited about one of our, uh, one of our creams. And she had made, she had taken a cold brew. Uh, she had taken a little unsweetened milk and then topped it with one of, with our vanilla caramel cream. And was like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. So you're, uh, you're really on the right track. <laughs> Yeah, I can see how that would fit. And just, you know, we're coming up on the holiday season. I know that we're yes. all entertaining until we're just exhausted. And right, we're just yes. eating and drinking and having so much fun, right? <laughs> During this time of year. I love it so much. And yes. so why not make your cocktails for your guests at home during the holidays just a Hell little yeah. extra special by adding the laundry <laughs> cream over the top? Yes, absolutely. Yes, this is our we're saying we're we're entering kind of the 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 Super Bowl of of the year where we this is the time for mm-hmm. our creams to shine, uh, but also our, our wines too. I mean, with gifting season and there's people just drinking and getting together as far as community goes, alcohol and wine kind of play a great role in that. And so mm-hmm. we'd love to play a role in your holiday celebrations. That was a shameless plug. I love it. Bridget. <laughs> Uh, that was just me thinking and literally getting thirsty and planning. That's all I'm doing this last part of this month is planning. You've got your the holidays. List. Oh, you bet I do. You, I'm the one that hosts. So yes, I do. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> What's next for Wandry? Whew, gosh, world domination. No, um, we are slowly rolling out to more and more states. I mean, we get so many requests, which is a great thing. Definitely not complaining from customers. They're tired of waiting for Wondry to get to their states. And so uh, I think like I mentioned, so we got into Arkansas, got into Florida. So we'll be uh, launching across Total Wines and Trader Joe's in Florida. We're in Georgia. Southern's not there in, in Georgia, but we're working with Savannah Distributing there. So we're at Total Wine in Georgia. We're working on um, uh, uh, launching in Pen- Pennsylvania with Southern Glaciers. Super excited about that because we're starting to branch out from our little southeastern uh, heartland. So we're making our way up Northeast, everybody. I know, I know you guys are waiting. If we, if I get another threat from somebody from New York or New Jersey, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do, but we're, we're coming eventually. Uh, but yeah, the goal is really just to state by state, do this really kind of in a um, controlled way, roll out Wondery everywhere. We don't want to grow ourselves out of business. We know that's another kind of pitfall that some entrepreneurs can run into, particularly in the alcohol Mm -hmm. business, given it's a pretty expensive business to do business in. And so uh, how do you, in a really controlled and strategic way, roll out your product across the USA? And so that is what Wanji will be up to for the years to come. Well, you are busy in all the best and blessed ways. Can you, yes. Winnie, can you tell us where we can find maybe yourself, your husband, Wandry yes. Wines on social media? You know, what does your web and internet kind of, you know, your presence look like? Yeah, gosh. I mean, if you think about our mission or purpose to reimagine the wine experience and recruit this next generation of wine drinkers, Gen Zs and millennials, it's really important that you're in the in the spaces where they are, right? So our Instagram and Facebook and TikTok presence means a lot to us. That's where we deliver all of our news. You know, we get a lot of people that are like, oh, we have a newsletter that we, you know, that we send out, but we deliver all of our news through Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So 
Wondry Wine, W-O-N-D-R-Y-W-I-N-E is where you can find us uh, across all of those platforms. And uh, yeah, we look, we are constantly engaging with our customers and with our followers. You can DM us, ask questions. We get inspiration from our followers, like for new product ideas, for events. People request us to come to their events. And so we, we love kind of jumping on the road where it makes sense. And when we have time to do that as well. And so we just encourage you to, to follow us on this journey. I mean, that's the other cool thing, you know, not many brands will give you a, a, a behind the scenes look of their journey, their growth journey. If you go, that's the cool thing about us on social media. You, if you go back to when we started literally only two years ago, you will see me and my pictures of me and my husband delivering product to targets. And now, you know, for Southern Glaciers, the world's leading distributor is doing it for us, but you will really, you you get to walk with us on this journey. And so that's, we find that really special and uh, we want to continue to kind of uh, share that journey with the world. Oh, thank you for sharing um, a moment with me today on Served Up, Whitney. You've been an absolute joy and pleasure to have on the show. And I do hope that you come back on to give us an update in 2024. Yes. We'd love to see what, what new innovations that you're putting out there to the world. And with that said, I just, I want to wish you some great health and a lot of peace. And thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. We absolutely love what you're doing. So it was a complete honor to speak with you today. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers.